0: We've got a Saturday some say is super. Norway has sent the witch. And Spanish astronauts drinking that blue Kool-Aid. All this and more on this week's episode of Eurovangelists. Hello and welcome to Eurovangelists, everybody. I'm Jeremy Bent. I'm Oscar Montoya. And I am Dimitri Pompei. And thank you so much for joining us once again as we discuss a very exciting weekend of national finals. Mm -hmm. Super Saturday, baby. Yes, a super Saturday indeed. Four different national finals all happening on Saturday, February 3rd. Every national final we're talking about today happened on that day Except for a little bonus edition, uh, which happened on Sunday. We'll get to that in a second. But we'd also like to say uh, welcome to everyone who may be visiting us from another Max Fun podcast. You may have heard our promos on various Max Fun shows, but we've also been making a little tour of the network. Oscar was on Query with Cameron Esposito recently. I was just on Troubled Waters with Dave Holmes and Ella McLeod from Comfort Creatures. Dimitri's uh, appearance was pushed back, (laughs) (laughs) but you'll hear him soon on Tights and Fights. So uh, if you heard one of those podcasts and then you come over to our podcast, Thank you. And
1: welcome. Welcome everyone. Take a seat. Take a seat. Take a load off. Get comfy. Would you like Yeah, would you like some water? Still,
0: sparkling? Okay. <laughs>
1: All
0: right. Great. <laughs> Love it normally we would chatter maybe a little bit about what else has been going on in the Eurovision world, but we have four national finals to do on one episode. So we're just
2: going to get right to it, baby. Mm -hmm. The good news is that uh, a lot of the drama is already in the national finals. Mm. So the drama that we would normally start the show with is already baked into the Uh, episode. Baked
0: in, perfect. Just how you want it, right? Like a a breakfast bar. Everything's in one little
2: handheld bite. (laughs) What are those breakfast bars that have like, no ingredients you can't read and like oh dates yeah. and two eggs this is that
0: yeah it's like no drama that's not already a part of the national it's a bad tagline <laughs> but <laughs> you got what we're saying it's easy to, easy to process mm-hmm. so i think we ought to get right to it let's kick it off with ukraine's vid 2024 Vidbeer is ukraine's national final they've been doing it in this format since 2016 and you got to give them credit they've done pretty good with this uh format the very first year they held it, they won. Yeah. <laughs> That's as good as you can do.
2: <laughs> the Ukraine has the most successful record in terms of qualification. They have never missed the grand final and Vidbir is a big reason why.
1: Mm. Also like nice production value. Yeah, it's a pretty good final. Yeah. It kept me entertained. And the thing is like they clearly are not spending
2: a ton because oh there's a lot of money in ukraine going to something else right now oh really (laughs) Oh, interesting but they really make every dollar count
0: yeah there's a way to make a show that's not gonna cost you you know millions of dollars that still is a good entertaining show i i think ukraine is a good example where it's like the production value is not like through the roof but all the artists are like getting their time to shine there's a crowd there you know it's like the visuals are like solid It, it works for them clearly
2: well, the key is, what are we there for? We're there for the songs. And the exactly. selection committee did an amazing job choosing 10 songs mm, to compete. Right. And they let the voters of Ukraine pick one public vote song that was voted into the final for a total of 11 great songs.
0: Six to 12 is a good number for a national final. Because once you go past that, you got to have the semis. And if you're, you know, you're a country like Sweden or Norway, and you've got the the money and the time for that, great. But if you're just going to have one national final, anything more than 12 songs is like.
1: Exhausting.
0: Yeah, it's maybe like, hey, figure out which ones you actually like.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so we had 11 songs. We had guest performances from Kalush. We had guest performances from Ruslana. Tavorchi was there doing an amazing mm-hmm. orca- orchestrated version of Heart of Steel. Jamala did a new song. Tina Carroll from 2006 did a new song Verka, the mad genius behind ukraine's beloved entry in 2007 performed in a dallas cowboys jersey for some reason it was just a very well done show
1: yeah it was it was like a who's who of ukrainian eurovision stars it was hosted by i don't remember what his name was but timor yeah timor who was very prominently featured in the 2023 eurovision song contest as That's the right. ukrainian sort of like announcer
0: yeah he was up in the booth with uh with graham norton for a lot of the semis yeah Mm -hmm.
2: and julia sanita was also hosting
0: that's right who we know from the stage of the 2023 uh eurovision who did a great job so i'm not surprised they were like yeah let's just have her host vidbeer
1: And also shout out to her amazing outfit. She was giving mm-hmm. like silver witch meeting in the woods in the middle of the night vibe. I liked it.
2: I think we need to get like a stinger of that song Season of the Witch, that old blues song. <laughs> oh because this is very clearly Eurovision Season of the Witch. And yeah, we're going to be talking about it a lot.
1: Listen, the gates that Lorene has opened for you.
0: Yeah, if you weren't sick of our witch talk last week from Bambi Thug from Ireland and Raven from Slovenia with her song Veronica, another witch. Well, we're not done with witches yet. We got more in the coven. <laughs> yeah, well, you can't just have a coven of two. That's not enough. <laughs>
2: That's not a quorum for a coven.
0: What kind of spells you cast it with? Just two.
2: <laughs> Well, Jeremy, if you had seen the brilliant film Practical Magic, you would know that you can do a lot of damage with two witches. Oh my god.
0: Dimitri is trolling me right now because my wife loves the movie Practical Magic and I she watches it every year and I can't stand the movie. Wow.
2: Maybe if you put a little lime in the coconut you might enjoy it. Oh god. Oh
1: no. I'm on Jeremy's side here. I, I <laughs> really you. I can't stand that movie. It's bad. It's not a good movie. <laughs> Sorry Diana. <laughs> we give a hearty
0: uh, thumbs up to Vidbeer I, and a lot of Vidbeer you can watch on uh, on YouTube
1: the
2: whole show is actually available with English commentary
0: that's right what more do you need? So if you want to uh, experience VidBeer 2024 for yourself, please go ahead. We'll we'll pop some links uh, in the show notes if you want to check it out. So which songs did we like? Which songs did we not like? Who sort of stood out either in a good or bad way in VidBeer?
1: Listen, I was really partial to, I'm a big fan of the song that won, but I was, my, I was really rooting for Slavic English. <laughs> was to me, my favorite song at VidBeer. Wow. The artists were incredible. The presentation of the song was great. And it, it was a bop. The, and they spoke English, which, you know, I understand. So it was written for me, it seemed like. so. I speak English.
0: I first listened to Slavic English, you know, as a track on Spotify first. And I was sort of like, oh, I feel like there's some like deeper commentary here that I'm not getting. Like, I want to see him perform this because I feel like I'll, I'll sort of get it more.
2: There is a bit of a message there. And from what I can compile, what they're trying to say is. And
0: by them, that we mean the artist Nazva.
2: Yes, Nazva, the artist. They're a comedy duo, but who also do music. I think the theme is supposed to be something akin to. There's a type of performer in this part of Europe. They want to be famous abroad.
0: Right. They're not interested in appealing to their home country.
2: Exactly. So they try to speak English and put English lyrics in their music. And the English is a little stilted and they get a lot of judgment for that. Mm -hmm. But what Nazca is saying is don't be ashamed of your not so great english because you are out there representing your culture it's difficult to translate the folk elements of your music showcasing your culture in your song and then having to translate that in a completely different language so the fact that you're even doing it is awesome don't be ashamed that your english isn't perfect be proud that you're representing your culture and showing the english-speaking world what you're all about
0: yeah, yeah. and it's and it's also like let's be honest most english speakers do not speak another language. You know what I mean? I'm speaking obviously about myself who can barely speak a little bit of Spanish and even less Japanese. These are like the languages <laughs> I learned in school.
2: I barely have a handle on English. Okay, don't even get
0: <laughs> Yeah, it's like I kind of get this idea of like, I don't need any pushback from you about my English not being perfect. This isn't my first language. So I'm going to be proud of how I speak English because it's influenced like I'm speaking Slavic English, right?
1: Right. And I think also it's what a great reflection of the actual song contest. I mean, so many artists that we love, so many songs that we love are very much broken English, you know. Need I say, it's crazy, it's party. party.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but that's part of the charm of Karia, you know. It's mm-hmm. like if he said, well, my song is crazy and it has a party vibe, that would not be a meme. But because exactly. he said, it's crazy, it's crazy.
2: It's party. We love it. Yeah. We love it. I think we all liked Slavic English. You know who didn't like Slavic English? <laughs> Ukrainians were not crazy I about know. Slavic English. Especially Jamala. So they had three jury members voted on by the public. They had the judges respond to the acts in time, give their critiques after the performance was done. Very American Idol. Very American Idol. Eurosong did that too. Yeah that's true the public got to vote on the judges burka of dancing L- Lasha Tumbai, second Icon. place at eurovision 2007 was one of the judges and then they had jamala who won in 2016 and jamala absolutely <laughs> hated this song she hated it so much she tore them apart yeah. jamala was playing the role of uh simon <laughs> <laughs> exactly
0: you gotta have a simon
2: and when she hated something, she let you know. And she did not care for no, she like, you. She was saying things like, you know, this is not a contest for jokes. We have a, an important message we have to get out with our music. And I feel like you're undercutting what Ukraine is trying to do at Eurovision.
0: In Jamala's defense, who, who won with a, a very serious song with a message, I I completely understand her perspective. But also to say that Eurovision is not a place for jokes is like, Well, that's not true.
2: That's what Verka, who sang one of the funniest songs in Eurovision history, came around like, this is absolutely a place (laughs) for jokes. We should be Mm -hmm. joking all day. Because Verka said correctly, not every Ukrainian entry has to be about this conflict. I prefer that they are personally because I don't want people to forget about this conflict. But not everyone has to be locked into a sad anti-war song verka sees the value in poking fun at a relevant issue and that's why verka liked slavic english so much and jamala did not
1: <laughs> well and apparently
0: the ukrainian public it didn't really resonate for them yeah so they all look,
1: uh, they were all team
0: jamala too
1: so <laughs> yeah <laughs> what did
0: you like jeremy i kind of liked endless chain it wasn't like a, it didn't like blow my mind i honestly think my favorite is the winner who we'll discuss in a second but Drevo's Endless Chain, I thought was like, that's eh, a pretty good, like, up-tempo kind of rock song. We
1: we in whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa.
0: The song I really could not take was Glass by Nahaba.
2: <laughs> I hate that song. It's terrible. Oh my God. It's just
0: noise. It. Yeah. From a production standpoint, many singers have a reverb effect when you sing. It makes your voice sound uh, a little nicer and gives a little more space to it. To put reverb on that high, heavily auto tuned vocal, it's like broken glass in your ear. It was like, maybe that's what they were going that's for. <laughs> that's the point. That's the point. But it was like, <laughs> oh. It I was running, you know, because I listen to a lot of these like national final playlists when I like go out for a run and that came on and I had to like stop, like pull out my phone or, like stop
2: the playlist. I was like, oh <laughs> my God, it was so
0: rough on the ear. It was not for me.
2: Truly horrible.
0: It placed only one spot better than Slavic English. So I, I
2: think <laughs> I maybe had some
0: people on my side with that.
2: I had high hopes for Palala. That was Anka was the artist who was voted in by the Ukrainian public. right uh, she got okay. the public spot. And the studio version of "Palala" has been on my playlist ever since it came out. It's that same ethno pop that I'm always going on about. Great, you messing, do love an right? ethno pop. Palala, palala, palala.
1: I mean, and Ukraine does it well. When you talk about ethnobombs, Ukraines do it the best. Ukrainians.
2: You have
0: to give Ukraine credit for doing some very good ethnobombs.
2: Mm-hmm. I do kind of like how Ukraine has become the rap capital of Eurovision.
0: Yeah. I'm Thank very you. into it. Yeah. <laughs> very yeah. into that. Well, speaking of the rap capital of Eurovision, uh, let's talk about our winner. Mm hmm. Aliona, Aliona, and Jerry Hale, Teresa, and Maria. <laughs> this is the song that the first time i listened to all the the competitors i was like "Ooh, that's my favorite and then i saw them performing i'm like yep still my favorite they nailed it
2: yeah that was that it was it was clearly the winner from the get-go yep. and the vote count they got seven yeah, times more than second place did
1: when you look at the performance it is airtight. that is ready to go to the eurovision stage uh-huh. it's like put them on the
0: plane
2: they're ready to do it mm-hmm. it's even with jerry having an earpiece issue she couldn't hear out of her oh, earpiece really? was malfunctioning so she had to rip it out incredible that's a
0: pro because like not only did they absolutely crush on the public vote but they also got you know second place from the jury voting yeah, I think the Ukrainians made the right choice. This is a good song. It's performed well. I'm very excited to see how it does. Yeah, I'm excited to see like because their their stage shows for the last few Eurovisions like Torchy's Heart of Steel had a good presentation in 2023. Obviously, Stefania did all right in 2022. Go away <laughs> as well had an amazing Go away, stage also show. Incredible, yes. incredible. So like, I think they're primed for success. I feel like it seems impossible to me that this wouldn't make the final.
2: No, this is destiny fulfilled. Like Jerry performed so. in Vidbeer last year and she came in second to Tavorchi. I loved the song. It's called When God Shut the Door, which is just an amazing title. That for is that a song. good title. <laughs> but when I saw the performance, I was like, I understand why this didn't win. And I think with a song that's even 5% better, Jerry Hale mm. will win Eurovision. And by adding Aliona, they found that song. They it's did a great it. song. You know, they're, they're comparing Mother Teresa and St. Mary. The idea of the song is no one is born as a saint. No one, is, no one comes out holy. You have to work hard to be the change you want to see. I know that sounds trite, but... No, but they say it well in the song. <laughs> they do. They say it better than I did. <laughs> they're talking about the people that we revere, and they want us to understand that they were just normal people like you and me. And if we want to make our world better, we can become as good as our heroes just by putting in the work.
0: Yeah, we have to strive
2: for that. Yes. And that's
0: a great message. It's a great message. It's a great song. Jamala is very proud. (laughs) Jamala, yeah, I think Jamala feels good because it's a song with a message. Mm -hmm. If Jamala's happy, we're all happy. That's right. (laughs) So congratulations to them, although they did have to wait a little bit to find
2: out. Oh my goodness. So the show goes on. They have some great interval acts going on. Totally. And it comes time for voting. And the voting app breaks. Oh boy. (laughs) Like it's malfunctioning. People can't vote, the votes aren't going through. And they keep trying to fix it live on the air until finally there's like, we'll do it tomorrow. <laughs> we'll do it tomorrow. <laughs> so they broadcast the whole show again. And then people were allowed to vote all night. Honestly, like they were fixing the app overnight. I it's think like, that probably vote. is
0: part of why the vote counts from this year are much higher overall than they were last year. <laughs> because they had
2: like 18 hours. to <laughs> Yeah, <vote. laughs> it's, like, well, it's a long time <laughs> to be able to vote. That'll do it. There was one performer, Skylar who got upset that the voting went on this long because she felt that the more popular acts got more time for their fan bases to vote for them. So she dropped out. She's like, I'm out of here.
0: I guess. Ah. Uh, li- listen, I'll tell Skylar something. You weren't in it. <laughs> like, oh, Jeremy. Like, heads up, but that oh, was not going to happen for you.
2: Ah. <laughs> yeah, Skylar's song was time is running out and time ran out on Skylar. Time ran out. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Y'all are vicious.
2: (laughs) We we learned it from Jamala.
0: Yeah, we're just taking that Jamala role. (laughs) But yeah, congratulations to Aliona and Jerry with Teresa and Maria. I think this is a great song. I think they're going to be competitive in Eurovision with this. Looks like a good one to me. Agreed. Well, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're off to Norway for a little Melody Grand Prix. We'll see you in a minute.
2: SoundHeap with John Luke Roberts is a real
0: podcast made up of fake podcasts. Like, if you had a cupboard in your lower back, what would you keep in it? So I'm going to say mugs.
2: A little yoghurt and a spoon. A
1: small handkerchief that was given
0: to
2: me by my grandmother on her deathbed. Maybe some spare honey? I'd keep batteries in it. I'd pretend to be a toy. If I had a cupboard in my lower back, I'd probably fill it with
0: spines. If you had a cupboard in your lower back, what would you keep in it doesn't exist. We made it up for Sound Heap with John Luke Roberts, an award-winning comedy podcast from Maximum Fun made up of hundreds of stupid podcasts. Listen and subscribe to Sound Heap with John Luke Roberts now. Welcome back to your evangelists, everybody. How are you feeling? Take a seat. Take a seat. Do you want
1: tea?
0: I'll get you tea. I'll get you tea. You know what? We'll just order some fries for the table. Yeah, I like that. I like <laughs> that. Yeah, yeah. That'll be good. That'll be good. So we just talked about Ukraine's Vid beer. Now it's off to our second of four national finals happening on this Super Saturday, February 3rd. This time we're off to Trondheim, Norway to experience Melody Grand Prix.
1: Ooh.
2: Or as it's known in Norway, MGP. MGP. A wonderful semifinal. Lots of history here. There were three semifinal rounds with the top three of each semi going to the final. I have been waiting for weeks to talk about <laughs> the drama associated with this semi.
0: Okay, but can I can I blue balls you for just a little bit here, Dimitri? I listened to all the the tracks. I didn't watch the semis, but I listened to all the competitors. And there were a couple in there that didn't make it to the final that I thought were pretty good. Uh, Which ones in particular?
2: Because that might explain, that might lead us into the drama.
0: It may. (gasps) We're going to play a quick clip here of Myra's Heart on Fire. Now, does this sound like any song that you might have heard recently? Perhaps in a popular
1: psychosexual thriller at the movie theater at the very end. <laughs> Are you alluding to Sophie Alex Bester's murder on the dance floor? I
0: am. Not only do these songs, I think, sound pretty similar.
1: If you think you're getting away, I will prove you wrong. I'll take you on the way. Stay another song.
0: At least, at least this, you know, main section here they're i think they're in the same key like i'm gonna see if i can just layer these <laughs> two songs on top of each other
1: the song.
2: <laughs> once again i think you're on something like, i think you figured them out jeremy this is fantastic work you've done yeah i caught him so that's
0: the first certified euro evangelist Gotcha!
2: <laughs> <laughs> you busted, Myra. <laughs> <laughs> we need a sound sting for that. That's a gotcha.
0: I also like Thomas Jensen's "Take Me to Heaven." I thought that was a cool number. Good
1: morning, aye, aye, a beautiful song yeah it's like really high energy well Mm -hmm. does
2: this lead into your drama dimitri it does not that that one was not one of the drama bombs hi everyone this is dimitri speaking after we've recorded this episode to issue a slight mea copa the band that won mgp this year is called gota and we pronounce it wrong throughout this whole section, and it gets really confusing because we also talk about a man named Gata. So the band is Gote and the man is Gata. Apologies for the confusion, and have a wonderful time listening to the rest of this
1: episode. Okay, spill the beans. I can't wait. You are blue. I'm being blue No, balls no, 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 <laughs> Dimitri. Can... What
0: is the drama, Oscar? Did you oh, have any God. from the semis that you liked that didn't make no, it? No, Dimitri. <laughs>
1: just
2: tell me the drama. Okay. <laughs> okay. Let's do. Let's do a little drop. So there are three heats. Each heat has six songs. The top three move on to the final. And the first heat goes by with no trouble whatsoever. Goth Minister, We Come Alive. I love that song. Great the song. Staging was Very brilliant.
1: Fun. Great song.
2: Thumbs up
0: to Goth Minister.
2: Truly a great performance. Goes through. Ingrid Jasmine goes through. Margaret Berger goes on with her song Oblivion. You might remember Margaret if you're a Eurovision old hat. You might remember Margaret from Eurovision 2013. I believe the song was uh, I Feed You, My Love.
1: (laughs) Slavic English. Yeah, we got a little Slavic English over here.
2: (laughs) The drama begins in Mm. Heat 2. All right. Heat heat 2 is very competitive. You have Farida with Heartache. You have Eli Christian with Touch of Venus. These are songs that are fine. I mean, I like them both, but they're not. They're okay. They're not
0: Touch of Venus to me is just like not a Eurovision song.
2: I agree. There was some weird chirping in there. It's fine. It's yeah. <laughs> so most people assume that Gata is going to go through. They're a band that does traditional Norwegian rock Folk music. Their song is very cool. It's like an old Norwegian myth about a woman who has been like mistreated and goes on to conquer her enemies. It's amazing.
0: Dare we
1: say it's a little witchy? A little. There's a <laughs> lot of witch in there. I'm sorry, Jeremy. Did you just say a little or chock full? I couldn't understand. Uh, I think in Norwegian, a little means chock full. So, yeah. <laughs> so the drama begins
2: with one of the competitors named Milo. Can we do a trigger warning here for domestic violence? Because we really need it.
1: Yes, we definitely should. Yeah, if you'd like to skip
0: our discussion of Milo's Your Mind and the drama around it, uh, a pop song about a creepy violent stalker, please rejoin us at 26 minutes and 20 seconds when we move on to the final.
2: His song is called Your Mine," and it's all about this obsessive lover who mm. threatens very clearly in the song to murder the object of his affections eee. partner so that they can be together you don't love it it's not great I would never hurt you
1: baby unless you try to leave-
2: It's not great. That's a big thumbs down. There's a whole section about how the person wants to bury their girlfriend after killing her. This doesn't resonate with the Norwegian public because at the start of this year 7 or 8 women have been murdered by their partners oh, or ex-partners God. so the whole of Norway is like this is not what we want and they they try to give Milo a chance to uh, explain and he's like look this song was written way before any of this sure okay this is fiction i'm just trying to create i'm trying to create a character who's a little creepy and to milo's credit the staging of the song is really good and he sings it exceptionally well but it's just not the right taste for this moment yeah people really expected the top three would be got to milo and someone else that we'll get to in a second (laughs) yeah we'll talk about them in a sec milo does not qualify for the final and a shock turn that a lot of people could have said what happened, but no one predicted that the controversy would keep him out of the final. I kind of buried it was him. Truly yeah, incredible.
0: I hope he comes back with a more palatable song. Is what I'll say about that. Okay, and welcome back if you've decided to skip ahead. <laughs> all right, so let's get to the final, unless there's more semi-drama.
2: There's more semi-drama Oh, oh yeah. all right. Oh let's my God. I know, the semi-final two was crazy. MGP, what you doing <laughs> to me? <laughs> Another competitor in semi-two was Erica Norwich, and she was doing a duet with a 10-foot-tall robot named Super Rob. And their song, My AI, is all about how this girl has fallen in love with this AI, this robot. She's just growing a bit more obsessively into how awesome he is and
1: everything thick and thin, you can always coming in.
0: I can always count on you, Rob. I am your AI. It's fun. It's cute. It's also worth pointing out, this robot is
1: very supportive. Yes, he's a
2: good dude.
1: Super Rob is a cool guy. He says really nice things here. And let's suggest the elephant in the room, looking a lot like a pink bumblebee. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, strong bumblebee from Transformer vibes on the Mm -hmm. design of this robot, yes. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. (laughs) Our second gotcha.
2: (laughs) That one's all Oscar. So what's interesting is, as I'm listening to the song the first time, Super Rob's voice sounds very familiar to Mm, me. I'm like, oh, I've heard this voice before. Okay, Sherlock Dimitri. This is my gotcha. And I start Mm. comparing Super Rob's voice to that of a Norwegian act from two years ago, Sub-Wolfer.
0: One of my all-time faves.
2: Another competitor that hid their identity behind an elaborate costume and i'm listening i'm comparing but the breakthrough is when i compared dj astronaut subwoofer's dj to the voice of super Rob. Uh, and they're the same i caught you got ormosen you are super Rob, and he was wow that's a got gotcha to gotcha it was got gotcha to again trying to hide his identity under a new character. Hey, buddy, you clearly got the
0: goods. You've been part of two very successful runs at Eurovision. Let's see that face already.
1: (laughs)
2: Yeah, he likes to hide. He likes to hide. It was interesting because, like, Gata is suddenly there at the semi. He's like, oh, I'm just here hanging out, you know. I'm wrapping up the drama here. But obviously, once again, it's the worst kept secret in Norway. Everyone knows it. It's Gata in there. Sure. Everyone's like, well, he did so well the first time. There's no way that they're not going to go through again. And the song is the most streamed song in Norway. It's going great until the live performance at the semi. And poor Erica is so nervous. I feel so bad for her because I've heard her sing before and her vocals were not good at the Mm. final they were really bad and a lot of people who were milo fans were saying that erica and super rub stole milo's spot in the final because super rub despite the vocals Made it through to the final. Well, it's we like
0: if it was streamed a lot, and it's like it's this is probably also a song that is big on TikTok. I'm guessing.
2: Yep. When you look at the staging of the song, it's very clearly geared towards children. Yeah. Uh, and hey, wait. They, a, hey, wait a minute. That was my
1: favorite song. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I,
2: I like the song too. I do too. But younger people are a voting block in MGP, and that's true. Super Rob got by on the young vote regardless of the vocals
0: well obviously if you're 10 years old you're like i'm super rob all the way
2: erica clearly she cleaned it up in the final she yeah she was herself. Good in the final yeah it was fantastic but the controversy of milo fans screaming at my ai fans was a delightful uh, and meanwhile your your favorite song judge tenderly of me skates by to the uh, final <laughs> all
0: right so let's get into the final i cannot stand judge tenderly of me i think it is so overwrought and bad. I hate that song.
2: You think that song is bad? You think it's legitimately? It's not
0: bad? that bad, Jeremy. I it's know. Okay. It's okay. Oh, you're right. You're right. I'm being overwrought. It's okay, but it is truly my least favorite genre of music. Of like, Ooh, which is what overwrought Americana, like. Ooh, we've got an acoustic guitar and like, it always just feels so mannered. You would have hated
1: the Netherlands around the late <laughs> 2010s. <laughs> oh,
2: you, you, you're not a fan of Duo Bob. You, you'll hear that song soon. <laughs> okay, enough. You would, you're going to hate it. <laughs> These guys are having a laugh,
0: but I know this is going to, I'm really going to hate this song. <laughs> Did you have any favorites, Jeremy? I did, actually. I was Dom Diggadah all the way. Mm. Mm. Because the first time I heard Dom Diggadah, I was like, this is sort of like the Gustav Because of You 90s jam for 2024. Yeah, yeah. Because it has that exact same 90s Eurodance aesthetic of like Real McCoy's Aqua. We've got a great lead singer who's given us this like great hook and then we have a guy who is basically like a bulldog in human form who is just like shouting at you and i don't know why i think that is fun music but i love it
1: Well, also, this is important to point out that it's the sung by the iconic the legends, the one and only Kano, Kano, who competed in Eurovision and gave us one of the best songs ever. So to me, they were like a shoe in. I saw the lineup and I said, "Okay, stop what you heard. Stop it at the first song. They win. Right. See, now I didn't know the history that Kano had such a a Eurovision career
2: before this, but just Hearing them, I was like, oh, yeah, these guys are great. Spirit in the Sky in 2019, I believe, came in sixth place, and a lot of people had it pegged to win in 2019. Yes, yeah, it it's good. a great song.
1: I hear you calling me at night. I, I can see you spirit in the sky. No, no, no.
2: I like Dumb Digging Out as well, but Kano has gone to three MGPs. They won in 2019. They came in second in 2021. And I think we can say they came in second this year as well. Damn. And I think their first two offerings were much better than Dumdiga.
1: Oh, interesting. Oh, Dumdiga, damn, son. Uh-huh. <laughs> Dum digga you don't say.
2: I, I think that
0: Dumdiga, do tell. <laughs> more, I, I more. Think- <laughs>
2: If you've got if you got more, let them rip, because I think this is hilarious. No, this
0: episode's already
1: too long.
2: I, you know, I love I love Kano. I love their work. I love their songs. But this one was the weakest of their three offerings in my humble opinion.
1: Fair enough. Interesting. I
2: a mean, monument was incredible. Spirit in the Sky had a beautiful message. Dumb Digging was just a song about your heartbeat and having a good time at the club.
1: What's wrong with that,
2: Dimitri? Sometimes that's good, too. There's nothing wrong with it. But when a better competitor comes to town with a song about a woman enacting vengeance on her enemies.
1: You thought that song deservedly should have won.
2: Yes, I'm thrilled with Gatta. You're, you're
1: a gotta guy. Yes. I see.
2: I think they absolutely dominated that stage. Their staging was incredible. I love their music. I love the passion of the vocalist. The song is about True. a warrior. And there's real warrior energy when she's leaning back in an L-shape, howling at the moon. It was incredible.
1: And the name of the song is called Wolf Ham. Am I wrong? Wolf Ham? Yeah, it appears to be correct. (laughs)
2: Okay, well, there you go. Yo, know, I'm not I'm not 100% on the folklore of this, but I believe at some point this person either transforms into a wolf or like has a wolf iconography on her battle standard. So the power of the wolf is within this witch.
1: Mm, mm, mm. You know, the song was it wasn't my favorite. It wasn't even in my top five. I'm happy that they won because the performance was pretty cool. Yeah, the performance was very good. Kano not winning is to me was like such a travesty. Ugh. That said, they only lost by six points. It was 250 I to 244.
0: Know. So like oh. they were in it, you know, it was like they were competitive. It's just like didn't break their way.
2: Can I advocate one and one more instance for God in this victory here? Okay. All right. So the song is based off some norwegian folklore and the original version borrowed very specifically lyrics from an old i believe norwegian folk poem and after they won in semi three they were told by mgp officials you have to change the all the lyrics to your song because mgp rules are your song has to be 100% Original. original so they had one week less than a week Two one week? rewrite the entire oh my song. gosh like the bare naked ladies Yitzpin. <laughs> <laughs> <been. laughs> and they still managed to win wow so the strength that's a of good the song, story that is that's, that is cool uh, that's, that's nice. impressive
0: yeah yeah congratulations Gate. Oscar and I will be jamming on Don Digada in the meantime.
2: Hey, I immediately put it on my not good enough for ESC, but good enough for me 2024 playlist.
0: Yeah, that to me is a classic.
2: I put a lot of songs on that this year. So. Yeah,
0: it's like, and I bet you also put Goth Minister's We Come Alive.
2: Yes. Oh, Goth Minister killed it. He was so, so thrilled good. to get fourth place. Yeah, it's
0: like, I don't even know that song would win Eurovision. And it like, <laughs> and it came in fourth, but like. To see they had the little interview with him before he performed where he's out of makeup and you're like, Oh, this is like a suburban dad who makes yeah. goth music. He's gonna be a legend at his kids' school for like <laughs> the rest of his kid. You know, he's gonna they're like, Your dad's goth minister. <laughs> dad can be like, Yeah, well, I am goth minister. <laughs> and like, that's a victory for him, I
1: think. We come alive, and then we will control you.
2: in his day job goth minister is a lawyer and i want him to go to trial with the crown standing ovation standing (laughs) ovation Uh,
0: (laughs) fantastic we love you goth minister uh and congrats to GATE and their song ulveham which i think does mean like wolf town or wolves town town of wolves if we have norwegian listeners please let us know if we're way off base (laughs) and if we don't have norwegian
1: listeners that's kind of what I expect. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell your Norwegian friends about this podcast.
2: Hey, we're getting we're getting some international audience, but this That's was a, a fantastic national final. Yeah, yes,
0: clearly, great show. Norway knows what they're doing with MGP. I, I'm not surprised that the production value on this was very high. A lot of lot of great interval acts, Dimitri.
2: Yes. Oh my. Okay. Now, of course, <laughs> I have to I have to put up my <laughs> usual caveat because one of the performances during the intervals was. Norway going through all of the Swedish winning songs that have brought Sweden their seven victories. Except, as always, they skipped over Take Me to Your Heaven by Charlotte Pirelli. You got it last week. If you're going to celebrate all the winning I songs in Sweden, right, fair. hey, you can't do six because that's not tying with Ireland for the most wins. Look, winning Melfest is a challenge. Charlotte Pirelli is one of the few people who has won Melfest twice.
0: Okay, that's a big deal.
2: That makes her one of the greatest Melfest competitors of all time. And the fact that we are skipping over her song infuriates me. Other than that, it was a wonderful interval act.
0: Got your boy <laughs> back.
2: <laughs> we got my boy, Alexander Reebok, not just of being himself. He's playing Digaloo Digalay. Oscar's going to scream at this. My favorite winning sweeter song. I'm not mad at that. The Golden Shoes song. I love, I that, love song. that song. <laughs> I bought Golden Shoes that I only wear for Eurovision because of that song.
1: <laughs> I love it. I love it. I feel like Jeremy's going to like that that I, song. I was too. like we'll
0: get to that eventually, but yeah, I haven't heard that one. Well, I've I've heard the Alexander Reebok version, which was pretty fun actually. <laughs>
2: King oh, good. We got ticks up there. Remember ticks from 2021. Yes, ticks. It was good he to was see ticks up tics. there
1: doing some work with the Palestinian flag on his arm. That's right. Uh we got we got a uh, Bobby Socks, I believe was there as well. Yeah, Bobby Socks, yes, yeah. Got,
2: it was a great interval act going through almost all of the winning sweeter songs.
0: <laughs> <laughs> We're sorry they left out Take Me to Your Heaven. We did get to hear The Ridge last week in Luxembourg, which was pretty fun.
2: True. That was very cool. Hashtag more respect for Charlotte.
0: (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) A wonderful time uh, at MGP. Uh, Congratulations again to Gata. We'll see you at the grand final. But now we are off to Valletta on the island of Malta for MESC, Malta Eurovision Song Contest, their national final to determine who Malta will send. Yeah, Malta giving off a little bit of a Euro song vibe where the production value is distinctly lower.
2: This final was almost four hours long, and I felt every second
0: of it. It was so long. It was really, really long. Oh, yeah. The hosts of MESC really felt like they were drawing a lot of stuff out. I don't know if they would just had to like reset the stage for each performer or what, but boy, this really dragged 12 songs, but it felt like a lot is what I'll say. There are so
2: many great Maltese songs that have come to Eurovision and I want this nation to do well. I'm always rooting for a good result for Malta. You know, I love the Busker last year. I was a Destiny yeah, guy in good. 21. They've come in second before, but when you see this version of MESC, this low rent, cheap affair, oops, not a single one of those songs is qualified for Eurovision. <gasps> They're all terrible. Gasp. This is not the fault of the artist. It's the fault of the Maltese delegation that is sending these people out to die. Oh, wow.
1: <laughs> I hate it. You didn't think there was a single song in that lineup that you thought was good, Dimitri? There's one song I enjoyed, and the poor girl had
2: bronchitis. Oh, Her poor, name is Denise. yeah.
0: Denise. I was watching MESC and, I, and she came on and the performance was rough. And I was like, oh boy. But then I saw her with the host like 10 minutes later and she was crying. And I was like, okay, she had just recovered from bronchitis. And then it was like, okay, go perform for your <laughs> career's sake at MESC. And that's really, really tough to be like, here's maybe the most important performance of your career so far. And you're in the worst shape to do it.
2: And to her credit, she went out there and performed her little tail off. Yeah, she did. Dancing was fantastic. She sang the absolute best of her ability and even recovering from bronchitis. I think she did pretty well. There were some sour notes. Yeah, it still wasn't unbelievably bad.
0: She stumbled here and there, but it's like, well, if you just had bronchitis, what are you going to do?
2: That sucks. Yeah. Didn't have bronchitis. If she had hit the notes the way she was truly able to, she would have won
1: this hands I out. think it so been that been was a the story. only song
2: I liked. The rest of them, they weren't ready. I
0: disagree. I liked Sirena.
1: Thank you. Wow, Jeremy, you and I are on the same okay, page. I right. thought that song was easily the song to represent Malta I, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. I really liked the presentation Choreo of it. Was I cool. liked the vocals. Yeah.
2: That was the girl Group.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. They had nice harmonies. I I thought it was good. <laughs>
2: I thought they were the second best. I think with a little more polish, they could be Eurovision ready. Well, okay. You're right. I'm being too hard because I hated <laughs> most of these songs. <laughs> I'm not going to pretend that a
0: lot
1: of these songs were What do were you mean? Good. Banana? Oh my God. <laughs> you didn't love banana. Mr. What's his name? Matt, Matt Black.
2: Black. Matt Black!
1: Not a fan of banana. The drag queen number wasn't fun. I, the drag number I liked. I thought that was no. Fun. It was bad. It was terrible. It was, <laughs> it was like a RuPaul song. It was
0: like it uh, was. Oh, it I was like, like a RuPaul song. Fight. And I was sort of like, you think this is gonna win Eurovision? Mm-mm. Like, no, 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 no. I love that there's a drag queen in the competition. Of yeah, course. I was like, I think that's great. But I'm like, even Ru would be like, Well, I'm not gonna win Eurovision <laughs> with this
2: song. <laughs> Look, you know <laughs> we've we've had a gr- we've had a, tr- a great tradition of drag queens in Eurovision and drag queens at Eurovision typically do great. And I'll tell you, That's Verka coming in second, you know, the most successful drag queen in Eurovision history.
1: I would say Conchita Worse is the most successful. Yeah, I was gonna say I was like drag queen I, to I ever think I do can it. I think of a more successful <laughs> drag queen in You know, I'm
2: so mad at Malta for putting this out. I can't even think straight. Because their final last year had some production value to it. They showed clips of the final last year. There's an mm-hmm. audience, there's a stage, there's actual staging to it. Yeah. And this year, they just phoned it in.
0: Now that I've watched a bunch of national finals, I really think no audience is a huge mistake. Yes, I agree. Or even just keeping your audience too far back from the stage. Get them up on mm-hmm. that
1: stage. That's what an audience yeah. is for. To quote Julia Roberts in Pretty Women, Pretty Woman, big mistake, huge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got to agree.
2: Shows like this year's national final are why they have gone 53
1: years in this contest without a single win. Ooh. But they were close to winning a couple of times. They came very close. Destiny really, really gave it to us in this competition two years ago.
2: Absolutely. But
1: let's talk about who won. Here we got to talk about the winner.
0: Who won? Sarah Benici with her song Loop.
1: And thoughts? I don't dislike this song. It doesn't stand out for me. You know what it is for me? It is such, to me, feels like a regurgitation of slow-mo by Chanel. Yeah, I agree. Even yeah. even the costume yeah. felt so similar. It just felt not original to me in any way. For our listeners
0: newer to Eurovision, Oscar's talking about Chanel's slow-mo, which was Spain's entry in Eurovision 2022 and came in a very respectable third place. Sarah Benici's loop kind of sounds like a pale imitation of
1: slow-mo, uh, but the flip is cool. Yeah, no, absolutely, amazing job. She looks stiff as a cardboard cutout <laughs> when they flipped her over, which is incredible. I mean, that's yeah. hard to do. The muscle yeah. control, come on, yeah, that's, that's true. hard. And that's then just sing after that. But to me, it's like you know, you're either <laughs> it's like you're either a witch or you're Chanel, because even <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about Benidorm, but there's a couple of Chanel copycats too. Yeah, for real. And uh, I was just like, oh, okay, I've heard this song before. You know, not a bad song, but I've heard the song. before. And I, not only have I heard it before, I've heard it better. Oops. Sorry. It's a shame. You know, I have
0: nothing against Sarah Bonici. Like, look, you made it to your vision. She seems perfectly lovely. I wish her the best of luck. I don't think this song's going to do great. Do you think it'll make it to the finals?
2: Absolutely not. No. Oops. Okay.
0: I could see it in the final and I don't think it would do great, but I could also see it not making it. Like, it doesn't stick in your mind at all. Mm,
1: You're right. It's a fun pop song, but it's not a memorable pop song. Yeah, it's just like, yeah, I've heard this. I say this because I want them to do well. Malta, try next year. Try. Oh,
2: damn. Ow.
1: Okay. Oscar getting on me for being harsh. That man was gyrating on that giant (laughs) banana. What do you mean, try? Hey, what do you think the message of that song was? Yeah, was it was unclear to me. Should we dive deep on
2: that one? I didn't, what was the symbolism of the man riding the banana?
1: That's for our Patreon listeners. Um, it's I'm so kidding. funny because yeah, like,
0: we talk so much about like very dumb Eurovision songs being great. But that is a perfect example of a song that is incredibly stupid and I can't fucking stand it. Exactly. Well, there's a fine line. It's yeah, a fine it line. Yeah, it really in the words of spinal tap there's such a such a fine line between clever and stupid you know what i mean it, but it actually it is it's like dumb digga da is like nonsense but i'm like i'll listen to that for an hour mm-hmm. i'll throw on my rave pants and i'll listen to that all dang day but banana i'm like, Ugh. Tiki,
1: tiki, donkey, donkey.
0: 20 seconds in, I'm like, turn this off, please.
2: (laughs) One of my favorite things about national final season is if you don't like a song, you never have to hear it again. Yeah, exactly. I don't think we will. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, after a song
0: like Banana, you need a little break. So why don't we take a little break? We'll come back in just a minute and we'll get to the last of our four national finals this time Dimitri's fave Spain's Benidorm Fest 2024 all that in just a minute Oh, I want potassium
2: is that what the song was about?
0: (laughs) 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 Oh darling why won't you accept my love? My dear, even though you are a duke I could never love you you, you borrowed a book from me and never returned it (gasps) save yourself from this terrible fate by listening to reading glasses we'll help you get those borrowed books back and solve all your other reader problems reading glasses every thursday on maximum fun Welcome back, everyone. We've decided the song Banana is actually about getting enough potassium. It's very important. <laughs> so
1: we love it. We, we totally actually, changed our minds. Yeah, we changed our tune. That should have won. It should have won. Dimitri's putting
0: it on his not good enough for ESC, but good enough for me playlist right now. No song from Malta will ever touch that playlist. <laughs> Ouch. Wow. <laughs> wow. Really?
1: Throw it down. <laughs> oh, God. Like I, that hurt me, and I have no association to not Malta. not from Malta, but it, wow.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it feels like if you're a nation that's mildly associated with Italy, Lee, you're the punching bag on this show san marino <laughs> of malta does- oh god
0: <laughs> <laughs> these are great places <laughs> I I love- let's move on let's not get uh, mired up in this we got a big old national final to talk about this is spain's Benidorm fest a fairly new format for spain also took place saturday february 3rd dimitri this is this is what's known as a super saturday yes
2: yes this is a eurovision super saturday when a bunch of national finals occur there were also four semis that happened this weekend oh but no we're not time <laughs> we're not time we've talked about Benidorm a lot on the show
0: already and also if you're wondering why it's called Benidorm fest it's because it takes place in Benidorm, spain <laughs> Exactly. Now, you know, I've loved the
2: past two Benidorm. You love Benidorm. Especially last year's Benidorm. You were crazy. Last year's Benidorm, I think, was one of, if not the best national finals of the entire season. So what do you think about this year's? This year's Benidorm was easily the worst Benidorm. Oh, no. <sighs> but it was a very interesting Benidorm. It was super so entertaining. I, okay. I had a good time watching it, I'll tell you that. The song selection was not nearly as good as the past two years. Mm. There were good songs. There were lots of good songs. Yeah, I thought um, there were some good songs. There were two semifinals as well. Most of the songs I like survived to the final. Not without their fair share of drama, of course. Mm. Oh. <laughs> two, two very brief nuggets of drama. Yes. You have to understand that Benidorm's voting system is very bizarre. It's oh. controversially bizarre. The jury gets 50% of the vote. The national jury. They have the overwhelming say in who wins. The public vote is cut in half. There's a demoscopic vote where a polling firm randomly selects 350 people in Spain who are supposed to represent the entirety of Spain, like the demographics like, hey, of Spain. The demographics like... of Spain. And they get 25% of the vote. And then the entire public gets the other 25%. Of the vote. That kind of stinks. <laughs> It's not great because oftentimes the jury will outweigh the public and the jury favorite will go through. One of the big failures that happened with the Benidorm voting system this year was that in semifinal one, the people who won the popular vote didn't qualify for the final.
0: Uh, see, that's a mistake.
2: Incredible. The band is called Mantra.
0: Me va saber.
1: Me va saber.
2: Yes, mm. and they just missed the final by a handful of points.
1: Yeah, And to see them realizing that they weren't going to make it to the finals, like they all, st- I mean, they were so heartbroken. The girls started crying and it was just like That's such, yeah. your heart just went out to them because you're like, oh, by all intents and purposes, you should have made it to the finals. But you didn't. You didn't.
2: I feel like if you top any of those three categories, you yeah, should you go you should to the go, final. Yeah, you should go, right? The voting system is weird. Yeah, it's weird. The drama increases mm. in Semi-Final 2 because there is <laughs> one act named Jorge Gonzalez.
1: And oh Oscar boy. is shaking his head.
2: <laughs> Oscar, I what said What you gotta you, say
0: about Jorge? You're saying this drama might be a little caliente?
1: <laughs> it's more like estupido. Oh, <laughs> really?
2: <laughs> the song is the most public baiting song I've ever seen in my life. Jorge comes out mostly shirtless with four other incredibly attractive shirtless men the song is called caliente he's sweating it's steam yeah they are everywhere. oiled
0: up it they is, are oiled yeah.
2: up. i'm glad there wasn't any fire nearby because those guys would have yeah, gotten up
0: <laughs> <And> crispy <laughs>
1: I mean, essentially, if we want us to paint a picture, it is Chanel slow-mo for men. For men. Yeah, for sure.
2: So Jorge causes a little controversy before Benidorm because there's a clip going around of a quote he had. And I sent it to Oscar because I was getting rough translations of what it said, but I don't speak Spanish. So I was like, Oscar, what is this man
1: saying? So Jorge was being interviewed in some talk show and he basically was saying that people who dress nice, take care of their bodies, like look up after themselves, get the same amount of hate that fat phobic people give to fat people. Wow that is a bogus take my friend yeah and it is a take he wholeheartedly believed in it's so hard being beautiful wow and needless to say you know he made some enemies saying something I like that <laughs> but here's mm-hmm. the here's the thing in
2: semi-final two he wins the public vote and he oh, goes gosh. on to the final because yep. people are screaming in support of this guy. He is yep. the, easily the public favorite. When the jury gave him a bad score... And they did. The, the people at Benidorm rioted. The wow. host had to say, you need to calm down yeah. and respect <laughs> the artists who are here.
1: <laughs> are they going to take Benidorm away for next year?
0: If you can't yeah, behave, be nice, no, or no Benidorm. More Benidorm.
1: <laughs> but can I say also, when to me, the most... <laughs> If you And I could say this because I am a gay homosexual man. Okay. You look at the audience and it is jarringly composed of gay men. I was like, the fuck? Is this a pride parade? <laughs> oh, it's Benidorm Fest. Nary a woman to be found in that audience. I was like, what the hell is going on here? I'm
2: glad I'm not the only one who noticed that because they would do crazy no, reaction shocks.
1: There was not a single woman there. And also it's like, oh, y'all are toxic like that. Y'all are going to vote for the pretty guy. It's like, oh, really, people? Is this my people? Is this my people? Bade is famously the
2: Philadelphia of Eurovision. They oh, really? have the <laughs> they loudest the fans. fans. Yeah. They have the meanest fans. They have the most I didn't know Philadelphia fans. had that
0: reputation. Oh, Philadelphia has a
2: terrible
0: reputation as a sports town. Oh, dang. Okay, good to know.
2: That's why when I saw Vico last year and everyone was so inter, like everyone was singing the song along with her. I posted on Instagram, Vico's reception at Benidorm last year is like getting a standing ovation at the Apollo in 1960.
0: Speaking of Vico, so she performed at one of the semis. We'll post the YouTube clip. Every single person in the audience is singing that song. Mm -hmm. Every other performance from Benidorm, you're like, okay, they're singing it as soon as she starts her song you can hear people singing the lyrics to it and i was like oh this is a
2: very popular song vico's the most popular betadorm competitor which is incredible because she did not win i know she came wild. in third but that's all the drama from the semis that Dang, i'm willing dude. to talk that's about. that's some good stuff though because the drama carried on into the final oh boy <laughs> this Benidorm was such a mess
0: yeah this betadorm was pretty wild so we had eight acts I don't know that there was a song I out and out disliked in this. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, Almacore. you enjoyed that song? I actually kind of did like Almacor. Here's, here's what I'll say about Benadorm this year. There were a lot of acts that I was like, this act almost is a one-to-one analog of an American act. <laughs> and Almacore to me is like, Oh that's a Spanish Post Malone. Oh
1: my That God. makes that- so much <laughs> sense. You know what I mean?
0: And I'm like I'm not a huge Post Malone guy, but I'm like I like some of his songs. And to me it's like Almocor's Brios Platino is like that to me feels like a Post Malone song.
1: Platino, Platino, muriendo de ser Brillo.
2: You know, here's the thing. Post Malone can actually sing with his music. Yeah, this guy's not a great singer. <laughs> this man could not find the note to save his life. It was horrible. No, but the song I think is all right. I'm never going to listen to it again, but it will do well. He's popular in Spain and Jorge was there. My personal favorite was Angie Fernandez. I love that song. Really? I love that song.
0: <laughs> Oscar that Ash- shocked Ashley Simpson? This. No, 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 not quite. I'm afraid that Angie Fernandez is a Spanish paramour.
1: (laughs) Oh, you're she's Haley Williams, yeah. Yeah, It's a Spanish Haley Williams, yeah. Maybe that's why
2: I liked it because I like paramour a lot. (laughs)
0: Okay. well, so that's ch- <laughs> it. Seikia and Soya, I think, is a
1: good song. It wasn't, for me, a winner, but, like, I liked it. Who was the artist who sang that, like, ballad, which I'm not typically into, but that was my favorite song. Oh, the uh, San Pedro. Yes, yes. I thought that song was really beautiful, and he sang it so well. I was a fan of his. I, I loved it. That was my favorite. At first, I was
0: like, I don't like this song because singing like a whisper sing is like you have to be such a strong singer to pull that off and he kind of doesn't but then like a <laughs> minute into the song he opens up and you're like oh this guy's got a really nice voice actually yes and then i was like oh i actually dude this is actually a pretty good song
1: It's like very old school. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It was honestly the Spanish answer to do a Vita yeah there's a little drama associated with that oh, song what the <laughs> hell? you hear he's singing this beautiful song this amazing ballad about that's so deeply touching and lyrically i look i again i don't speak spanish but i looked at the lyrics and i compared them to english i was like this is very well composed but then you see these shadows of these women the theme does not match the staging because these no. women are like twerking in the background <laughs> yeah i it truly initially they dance in this very
0: sort of slow seductive way and you're like okay and then yeah it's sort of the middle of the song they're like straight up like popping and locking and i was
1: like this does not match that's how you get the young voters yeah people. i know you're Come right on. you gotta hit that yeah.
0: demoscopic panel you gotta hit it.
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> so
2: according according to spanish fans he hated the staging of his song oh, and he fired the person who staged it but Benadorm said sorry our rules say you have to stick with the staging so he's oh, there singing no. this amazing song with staging that he hates. Oh, and people are just lighting him up during the live performance saying, this is a great song. What the hell what is, is going wrong on? with you where you would let this happen behind oh, you? He's... poor
0: guy. Oh, I saw his Because he came in second. Like
2: <laughs> He was a jury's favorite.
0: Yeah, he might have been able to. No, that's a bummer. But let's talk about who did win, Benadorm. This is my third uh, US band analog. I, when I was watching Nebulosa, I was like, this feels really familiar and then after a minute i was like ah yes this is a spanish gold frap oh Oh, okay well yeah oh yes well said gold frap is like you have a very talented singer up front and then you have a dude sort of doing 80s style electronic production in back and i was like there we go But after I realized that, I was like, I like Goldfrapp. I like this song. (laughs) Mm.
1: So the
2: the song is called Zora. Perhaps all the Spanish speakers who hear this song will get a kick out of this. I like to listen to your national final songs when I'm cleaning the kitchen or doing the dishes. So I can just kind of get a vibe for them and figure out what I like. So I put on Zora and I love this song. I really do. And we currently have a team here doing some work on the interior of the house. And they all speak Spanish and they hear me like they they hear this song called Zora, Zora, Zora. And I'm like rocking out to it. And they're just looking at me like I have five heads because I have no idea what the song is about. Dang. <laughs> now, could you guys explain this one to the non-Spanish
1: speakers? Yeah, the term Zora pretty much means it translates to Fox. But in Spanish, the correct translation is more like bitch. But like. <laughs> powerful bitch mm-hmm. more like a like, diva like, not like bitch kind of yeah exactly not bitch de- quote, uh, parentheses derogatory yeah. it's like bitch complimentary mm-hmm. that's what a sora is so that's all about like infusing your inner power and embracing your inner bitch yeah
2: so imagine me who has no idea what is happening <laughs> just singing along with this song <laughs> and these 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 Spanish speaking people looking at me like I have five heads. Look, it's a great song. I'm not going to apologize for it. And the fact that Nebulosa is made up of two older people. Yeah, I've been saying for years that Eurovision needs to have some older representation. Yeah, here. I agree. Everyone can't be 22. Everyone can't be 16. Finally, I don't know how old these people are, but they're very clearly not in their 20s. I think they might be in their 50s. And I think it is fantastic that they're here with such an incredible song.
0: I will say about this performance, when I heard the recorded version, I was like, oh, I like this. And the live version is like a little low on vocal theatrics. I don't know if she was like holding her voice back for some reason, another bronchitis situation or what. But I feel like vocally, the studio version is is she goes higher
2: in it. Absolutely true.
0: But I think if she does that at Eurovision, it'll be good. But if she doesn't, I feel it might not shine as bright.
2: This is very clearly an overcorrection from last year because there was another thoughtful flamenco
1: song in oh, this year's Benidorm. Oh, I love Benidorm. that song. was a good song, that song, Yeah, it had an
2: amazing message.
1: Oh, great staging too.
2: Maria Palai did such a great job with that song, and I mm-hmm. knew the second I heard it, I said, "This is my favorite song in Benidorm," and it's not even going to come close. Oh, to absolutely, because
0: yeah, they're too afraid of last year. <laughs>
2: After getting burned last year with a thoughtful flamenco number, the people of Spain were like, look, Can't we're risk probably it. not going to do well. These songs aren't as good as the Benidorm songs of the past, so we might as well sign
1: something that we absolutely love. You know, speaking of Blanca Paloma, can we just make a shout out to how wonderful she looked in that white skin tight like unitard thing that she was wearing i mean she, she wore the shit out of she wore me out <laughs> <laughs> okay when you have to give the trophy at benedorm at nine
2: and go fencing at 10 that's <laughs> <on>. <laughs> <laughs> now
0: obviously spain doesn't have to worry about making the grand final they are part of the big 5 so they get through automatically so how do we think this song's going to do just in the grand final of Eurovision
2: there is no middle ground to this song it'll either left side or it will
1: go straight to the bottom interesting i'm a little nervous about the song i'll be honest in terms of like visual presentation it it doesn't do much and also vocally it doesn't do much So I'm a little worried.
0: Yeah, I agree. It's a good song, but I am like, if this is the vocal performance that happens at Eurovision, I don't think it's going to do that well. Mm -hmm. And if, yeah, and if like, if this is the staging, I don't know that it's going to do that well.
2: Well, you know, they have lots of time if they want to improve Very true. things. Very true. Um, I yeah. almost guarantee they'll keep the same eye candy dancers <laughs> that they had at oh Benidorm yeah. Fest. The theme of Benidorm was eye candy dancers. Yeah, so. it was shirtless
1: dancers. <laughs> yeah, gay. But that's true about Benidorm every year.
2: <laughs> it's pretty true. One more thing before we get out of here. Did you know that Nebulosa auditioned for San Marino last year. Oh, really? Whoa. Yes, that's they did. And they did not even make it to the final. They were not one of the 106 acts <laughs> that made it to the final. Jeez. But imagine going from San Marino reject to Spanish champion in yeah, one year. Yeah, right?
0: If you could choose yeah. one, there's a clear choice. <laughs> <laughs> you know what <laughs> I mean? <laughs> If you've got a genie wish to spend, pick Spain a hundred times out of a
2: hundred. <laughs> so they're the success story of the season so far. Yeah, they're yeah? riding they, high, they, I bet. They didn't give up on themselves. And know what, no matter what happens in the grand final, they made it when people said they couldn't.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. People were expecting
2: San Pedro to win this one in a landslide. And it did not happen.
0: His song was good, but yeah, it just didn't come together. It's those darn dancers. Yeah. Those twerkers thing.
2: <laughs> I don't know what Benidorm has in store for us next year. I hope we go back to the Benidorms of the past. But uh, if they do this crossed. again, I'm not complaining.
0: <laughs> Dimitri, you asked this last week, and I think we have to ask it again this week. Have we heard the winner of Eurovision yet?
2: you know i think we're closer but i'm not i i don't think so yet
0: i don't think so either nope yeah i still don't think we've, we've got it yet but we don't even have half the selections in yet, we're 10 so.
2: songs in yeah. so yeah there are 27 more to go we'll see what comes up but i think we have some very strong contenders i think norway is a strong contender i think ukraine is a strong contender france and slovenia i think are the strongest contenders of what we have i
1: would throw luxembourg into that mix i too. would definitely th- th- luxembourg is my number
2: one wow okay hey i like Tali too yeah I'd, I'd put Tali in that mix yeah as
0: a top five you're like that's not bad really mm-hmm. the other ones We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. (laughs) Uh, But speaking of getting a few more national finals under our belt, we got three more coming up next week. Apologies for no postcards this week, but there were just too many national finals. (laughs) So maybe we'll bring it back next week. Feel free to send us a question at eurovangelists at gmail.com or hit us up on social media and ask the question there. We'd be happy to answer them. But speaking of next week, Ooh, baby, do we got some stuff brewing for next week? Some big hitters next week. Possibly uh, one of the biggest hitters that we have. Finland's UMK is next week, along with Latvia's Supernova 2024. And of course, the super marathon of the Eurovision world, Italy's San Remo.
2: Look, mm. I, don't, I don't know how we're gonna watch that we had split up some duties here yeah i was gonna
0: say we'll
1: work out our san remo continuous 38 hour viewing schedule uh <laughs> over the course of the week it's not a super saturday like this week but it will be a super san remo for sure. <laughs> it's never anything less than a super san remo. <laughs> that's right if you want to
0: get prepped for finland's umk Latvia's supernova and yes italy's san remo <laughs> we have all those playlists for you uh give them a listen. And then when we talk about it next week, you'll be right there with us.
1: We don't have the San Remo playlist because they haven't released it yet. Okay. And also leave a comment on Apple Podcasts. Rate and review our podcast. Let us know in the review whether you're uh, Verka or Jamala. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and speaking of which, uh,
0: let's read one of our wonderful uh, reviews on Apple Podcasts from JJP1515. Great topic and excellent storytelling. Excited to hear more of the Eurovision story from these passionate hosts. What a kind thing to say. Thank you so much for that wonderful review. Aw, I love you.
2: We have such wonderful fans already. It's truly incredible. You know, that first week when you asked for a peak jackie we had a peak, we jackie. Found a peak jackie
0: oscar i know this blows your mind but somebody had peaked jacks like an animal from 2023's eurovision as their 17th most listened to song for all of 2023 on their spotify route. shout out to kate
2: our peak jackie i
0: am impressed thank you so much for that i love it <laughs> kate thank you for being our first and maybe only peaked Jackie (laughs) (laughs) well I think that's about it for us this week thank you guys so much for listening in and going through all these fantastic national finals with us we'll see you next week for even more of them Bye. bye This has been Evangelists, your guide to the Eurovision Song Contest. Your hosts have been myself, Jeremy Bent, Oscar Montoya, and Dimitri Pompei. Our theme was arranged and recorded by Cody McCory and Faye Fatum, and the Evangelist logo was designed by Tom Deha. Production support for this show was provided by the Maximum Fun Network, in particular Stacey Mulski and Laura Swisher. We call her the Swish. Evangelists is edited by myself, and audio mixing help was courtesy of the sound wizard himself, Shane O'Connell. You can find us on social media as at on Twitter and Instagram, or send us an email at Eurovangelist at gmail.com. Also follow the Eurovangelist account on Spotify and check out our playlists of Eurovision hits, competitors in upcoming national finals and companion playlists to every single episode, including this one. Thanks so much for listening and we'll see you next week.